Welcome to another episode of The Last Podcast You'd Want. What's going on, everybody? Steve here, just saying what's up before the episode, as always. I hope everybody's staying safe. I hope everybody's having fun, but being healthy while we're doing it, keeping that distance, wearing a mask, all that great jazz. Uh, I haven't really been watching a lot of movies. I watch Justice League, uh, Brothers Grimm, Babes in Toyland... I can't really think of much more. I've been playing a lot of Rocket League on PlayStation. Uh, I started playing uh, Pokemon Red on an emulator on a computer. Uh, Other than that, Miles Morales, the new Spider-Man game, just came out on PS4 today. Uh, So that is probably going to be the majority of what I'm playing as well. Other than that, I haven't... uh, haven't been doing much. What are you guys doing? Hit us up on Twitter at TLPYW. Hit us up on Instagram at The Last Podcast You'd Want. Let us know what you're doing to keep busy, what you're doing to uh, stay sane during these crazy, still quarantine times. Uh, on the show this week, Hey King, a great band, Natalie London, uh, Taylor Plessity. Uh, I've known Natalie for many, many moons. We're like time machines. We go way back. Uh, we mentioned it on the show. Uh, she is the sister of last week's guest, Stephen Kramer Glickman. Uh, but you should definitely go check out their great music produced by the uh, one and only Ben Harper. Other than that, kids, thanks for coming on this journey. We're going to get right into the episode. Uh, I love you all for coming on this every week. If you get a chance, please go rate, review, iTunes, wherever you listen to the show. Five stars. Much appreciated. Other than that, all of the uh, the deets and, and, and links are in uh, the show for Hey King. We uh, have a little fun talk about where the wild things are. Other than that, we're going to get into it, kids. Episode 101. Tip the veal, try the staff. Thanks for listening. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Coming in at number five in the box office this week is Tenant with 905k. Honest Thief comes in at number four with 1.1 million. The War with Grandpa comes in with 1.5 million at number three. Come Play is number two with 1.8 million. And Let Him Go is coming in at the number one box office position with $4 million. Coming out to the box office this week, we have Freaky, The Climb, Come Play, and Echo Boomers. I'm really looking forward to Freaky. It's Vince Vaughn playing a serial killer getting transferred into the body of a teenage girl. Those are the box office numbers for this week and the movies that are coming on out. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to another episode of The Last Podcast You'd Want. Steve here, and today I have a fun episode. I bring a band in, one of which I've known for over 20 years. Holy crap. Yeah, the other of which uh, I essentially just met, but today we welcome Natalie London and Taylor Plessity. We bring the band Hey King. Yay! Welcome hey, to the hey. show. How are you? Cheer for yourself. Is that okay? I, I'm going to cheer for anyone. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. 
Welcome to the show, though. Uh, we'll start with uh, Natalie. Natalie, say uh, just so we can can uh, people know the difference in voices. I'm Natalie. Just kidding. Oh, I'm I Natalie. should have a really sexy uh, phone <laughs> voice. I, I'm Natalie London. Uh, yeah, Stephen, we've known each other since uh, San Diego, and yeah, probably earlier than that. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, I, I would uh, at least 96, 97 around that That's time. Nuts. Oh yeah, my it's gosh. it's crazy. It's crazy that I'm I'm coming up on uh, what would have been the 20 year anniversary wow. uh, reunion, the 20 year reunion uh, yeah. for, for my graduating class, uh, which I for sure was not going to go to. And I heard my brother did the show with you too recently. Wow. He had a fucking blast, he said. Uh, that it's uh, good to hear. Uh, I did I did record an episode with your brother, uh, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I'm excited to get that out. Um, I think it's super funny because I recorded it for my 100th episode, and he goes, uh, "When do you think this is going to be out?" And I went, mm, "I don't know, July, maybe maybe August." Uh, and actually, looking at it, it's going to be November. Wow. But- yeah, I'm taking the time. That's that's the great thing with this is is I'm taking the time to to stockpile interviews and uh, and and uh, you know get all all the people I want to get on. That's awesome, dude. Okay. Uh, and then just so people, it's just so people know the separation of voice. Taylor, how are you? Hi, I'm Taylor. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for asking and for having us on this cool little podcast. That's my voice. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for coming on. That's a weird laugh. <laughs> um. And with that, we, we start with uh, a question I love to start with, and that is, have either of you ever walked out of a movie in the movie theater? Yes. Oh, my God, yes. The earliest movie I can remember walking out on for some reason is Cabin Boy when I was a kid. I don't know why. I just remember being a little kid and seeing it with my friends, and I left within five minutes. I couldn't stand him for some reason, and I just walked out. Uh, but we did it again recently. Taylor and I, we probably shouldn't say, this. shouldn't say this, but we went to see the Elton John biopic and I think we lasted like 15 minutes. Oh, and that was probably the one of the only movies I've walked out on in years, years, years where I just, I couldn't do it, man. I just couldn't I do it. I don't, I remember being in the theater with you and I think we, we both looked at each other at the same time being like, this is, this is the movie we're, we're seeing. We can't, we can't, can't stay here. It. I don't think I could do it. Yeah. No. I would like the flashbacks and the whole flashbacks, the flash forwards. No, but the music was amazing. So I was like, hold on, just like, let's keep giving it a chance. And it was just like, I don't know. Yeah, Rocket Man was was a tough one. And I think we ended up we ended up leaving that one for sure. Yes. Sure. Um, Walking (laughs) into Rocket Man. Did you did you know it was going to be a musical the way it was? Or were you expecting more of a Bohemian Rhapsody? I mean, I knew it would be a musical. It just, there was just something about the way that it was laid out that I just couldn't. I think I it was the pacing for it. me. It was the pacing of the the timelines. Um, like like he just jumped right. But you know, that's also like a creative choice, and I, I admire anyone that makes like a strong decision, especially when it comes to film uh, and music. But for some, like jumping in and out of the meetings, and then jumping right back, and now he's a kid, and now and then I don't know. I love Elton John and I love his music. So it was like really weird that the movie for us like wasn't a favorite at all. Yeah. <laughs> sure. And that's, and that's, uh, that's, that's the, the gamble of movies. Did you, I, like, I, did you like Rocket Man? I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, Not about his cabin boy, but it's. You know, <laughs> uh, I, I, I vividly remember cabin boy. 
the, the only thing I really remember from that is David Letterman is in the movie. Right. And his, yes, and his big no. line is, would you like to buy a monkey? Yeah. Stop it. Stop it. That's his. Uh, that's I've his seen cameo. clips since. Yeah, that's amazing. But what's the lead guy? I, I always Chris forget. Elliott. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I want to say it's Chris Elliott, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen Cabin Boy in I don't know twenty, thirty years since it came out. I don't know, but uh, uh, Rocket Man is. Uh, it, it's funny because I hear a lot of people that got discouraged with Rocket Man. And I think one of the, a lot of the reasonings I heard is because people were walking and expecting more of a Bohemian Rhapsody than they were expecting an actual musical. Yeah. But I, have, I love musicals. I yeah, I didn't musicals. like that movie though. <laughs> it was the setup. Although in my, in like its defense, I didn't sit through the whole thing. <laughs> so I don't know if I liked it or not. Sure. <laughs> uh, with that, we go, we go a nice opposite spectrum of a movie you walked out of. To uh, a movie, if you're if you're flipping the proverbial channel, or if you just need to have something on for good background noise, just a movie you could watch every day. Well, for me, I mean, you quoted it partially in your introduction. Uh, the Truman Show is my favorite movie of all times. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Uh, and I I can't eat. I mean, thousands of times I've watched that movie. I have no idea, but you could never put it on in front of me and not have me like. Just continue. I will stop everything. I know every <laughs> word. I think it's the, one of the most beautiful films ever made. Yeah, I love it. It's it's way up there. That's that one for me. Sure. I uh, I don't think I could watch a movie like the same movie every day. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm so trying to think like about it right now. Oh, what's on? If I I'll stay. So like any episodes of uh. Uh, X Files. I'll stay in for any episodes of like you know certain anime shows. I'll sure. like zoom in on, but I don't know. I don't know if there is a, a, a particular. I mean, Fight the Future. I, I've watched like a thousand and one times, but that's just the X Files movie. <laughs> um, sure. I wasn't expecting that question. <laughs> no, no, that's and that's that's all right. Um, I do have to say, Natalie, uh, uh, yes, my, my opening to the show is an inspiration from The Truman Show. And you are the first guest to actually... No way. Wait, what? Seriously? You're the, she's, you're, you're, you're the first guest to, to, to bring up the fact that I am, in fact, referencing The Truman oh, Show. Oh, that's awesome. Yay. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there, it's, it's, you know, and that's the thing with movies is, is some people enjoy movies so much that they can watch them every day. I, uh, Taylor, you yourself are, are more of a TV person. I, I could watch uh, The Office. I love yes. The Office. I think yeah. it's great. On repeat forever. <laughs> I've watched the this the, the I've watched the series in its entirety uh, at least four times. Yeah. So, I think you're up there too. And I, I know could, for sure three, but I'm not I'm not sure four. I know my brother always jokes about with The Office that by the time you get to the end of it, you are so in love with it that you're like, how did this all start again? And then you just start from the beginning. <laughs> like, you're like, how did, yeah, how did they kick this all up? And the cycle continues. I just keep watching it. Yeah, I can, I can watch every single episode of The Office with the exception of one episode. There's one episode that I watched once. I'll never watch it again. Which one? Scott's Tots. Oh, oh my God! Right? It's oh. so uh, it's like cringy. <laughs> hey, Mr. Scott, it's What's so you cringy. Do? What you gonna do? Make our dreams, dreams come, come true. true. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No. No. That was definitely Brutal. one of the most cringy episodes of the entire series. Is like, oh, and I love this man so much, but like, ooh. 
It's the most socially awkward thing he does. And I tell everyone, if you if you have never watched the show and you can get through Michael Scott's awkwardness in the first three episodes, you're set for the whole thing. The whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but yeah, I can I can watch every episode except for Scott's Tots. When it comes through, <laughs> it'll Scott's I just I I'll I'll watch the beginning because it's got a good introduction to it. And then as soon as I realize it's next. Scott's Tots <laughs> next episode. Completely feel you. Um with this next question, we go to a, a more youthful time in your life, and that would be a movie that takes you back to your childhood. Mm-hmm. Do you have one? A million. Um, definitely have one. Man, it depends on like what time in my childhood, because my when I was like a little little kid, I came across the Labyrinth and Return to Oz, so I had like that phase where those and never ending story of course Amazing. which like i think i've written essays on how the never ending story shaped my entire philosophy on life and still when like i'm hopeless and sad i like look at my hand i'm like this is all that's left of fantasia but that's enough that's, that's enough, enough. Yeah. to wish on and build the whole world from um so those movies definitely shaped me and then like later and a little later in childhood um definitely like a league of their own Fried Green Tomatoes, like Yay. those, that like category of movies that all kind of came out like early 90s. Sure. Yeah, those are great. I'd say, yeah. yeah. No, go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, uh, those are some great, some great movies. And definitely, uh, I, I just watched uh, a week ago, I watched Return, uh, Return to Oz. Oops. And uh, Labyrinth is always a, a fun one to put on. Yeah. Both of those movies are movies that I don't think we've we've gone a year without revisiting. Like Labyrinth, Neverending Story, even the um the the where the wild things are, like we've rewatched that movie like at least once a that's year. That's different. Yeah, 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 that's a completely different like it's not nineties, but it's still like, you know, the childish wander. Sure. Um the movie that reminds me most of childhood, uh or that like whenever it's on or even like the score is on somewhere is Princess Mononoke, which is a Miyazaki film from Studio Ghibli and I just remember being a, a like absolute child watching this movie and I think it was the first time I had ever seen something that was depicting good and evil as non-existence because like there is no evil like pure evil character in that entire film it's 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 all different spectrums of gray and and motives and even the like, you know, even the lady in Boshi who's destroying the forest, she's doing that to provide a better like life for her, you know, her community and her like people. Like, and I just remember being in such awe watching that, watching that movie. I was like, I think I was like eight or nine. Like, I don't even think I was 10 before I had seen Princess Mononoke. And it was just like, whoa. Also, I don't think it's a children's movie, <laughs> but um, it's, yeah, it's your it was so beautiful. And whenever it's on and whenever even I like see pictures of it or posters of it, I just always like remember that feeling of like, wow, like everyone is in their own, you know, has their own direction and their own look on what is real. And it's never, it's never all what one size, one side sees. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, and that's a great one. And you bring up where the wild things are. <clears throat> that's, that's a film uh, that I loved. I was able to to see it several times at uh, La Paloma. Natalie, you'll know La Paloma. Uh, and I saw, I saw it several times there. 
And uh, uh, at this point, the episode will definitely be aired. I'll de- let you know because uh, you you seem to be a fan of it. I recently interviewed Lance ba- uh, Lance Jesus Christ Lance Bangs of uh, of the Jackass series, and he worked all along Spike Jones oh, when, when he was working on all of that. And and he gives a lot of a good little insight on on the motion capture and everything that they went into that with the actors. And then the actors in the suits and how how Spike Jones made a full set for the actors to James Gandolfini and Catherine O'Hare for them to get on and wear motion capture. And they did, they did full filming of the faces so they could relate the expressions of them onto the creatures. Um, he's, he, he, he talks, he talks some, some crazy, some crazy good stuff about where the things are. And I didn't know if you know, that's where our band name comes from. That's where Hey King comes from. Uh, it's when I went through the script, cause it was like one of the most important movies to me when I was getting better and stuff out of illness and became obsessed with it and the music and everything about it. And, uh, every time they refer to Max, of course you don't know his name through it. So they just yell, Hey King, Hey King, the wild things. And I was like, that's, that's our fucking band name. <laughs> and then our first like EP that we put out was travel. We travel by sea, uh, which is a quote from him And our first official EP that comes out with anti-records um, produced by Ben Harper is called be still, um, which he screams, at the, which is the another where the wild things are. Yeah. That's awesome. And that's, that's great influence uh, from, from such an amazing book to definitely uh, Spike Jones taking the time to make sure that that like the perfect film got made yeah. and awesome. and and it's got it's got such a great cast uh, that that comes with it all the way from from Mark Ruffalo who's got the small bit of the boyfriend yeah. uh, uh, all the way oh, the mom yeah beautiful yeah. yeah to to just the monsters themselves of Paul Dano and and you know all of them like it's it's amazing and uh it's a film that i mean if anyone listening hasn't seen where the wild things are by spike jones definitely go check it out uh it's a it's an incredible vision of of a a classic children's tale yeah um but those are those are some great ones and uh i'd say definitely princess mononoke uh, is another one that if you haven't seen, that take the time to check it out. Uh, and I say if you can find a Japanese version with with subtitles, uh, definitely go that over. I mean, Claire Danes is great. Claire Danes is great, but oh, she but... kills it. Yeah, as Son and uh, X Files, Gillian Anderson is in it as the wolf, M- Moro. Yeah, yeah, the the big wolf. Yeah, she's awesome. Uh, but yeah, I always I always say if you can if you can always go. Uh, uh, original language with with you know english subtitles is is fun unless i will say the movie kung fu hustle if you go the movie kung fu hustle with english dubbing and english subtitles it's super funny because they do not match up. Not makes, yeah yeah <laughs> that's like 90 percent of, of anime sub to dub yeah it doesn't they don't ever like coincide completely um i actually just got her into uh doing movie theater of anime movies yeah <laughs> Like weathering with you is weathering with you was the most recent one I brought her to, and we did we we did the the original audio with English subtitles, and it was beautiful. And I had seen it at like a little like a little screening earlier in the year, and it was uh, it was dubbed. It was like the first dubbed release of it. And one of my friends and I we went and um and then seeing it again though with Natalie, and it had you know the the translations, and it was completely different 
than seeing it with English dub, no subtitles at the theater prior to seeing it original dub subtitles. That's and great. it was awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, with that, you bring up uh, some, some, great, some great things. And, and Princess Mononoke definitely relates uh, to this as well, merely because it is animation and animators do a great job, but without a great director, you, you cannot have a great picture. And with that, do you happen to have a favorite director, someone like you like to lean towards the works of more than others? I just think it's funny because we've already talked about mine extensively, which is Spike Jones. Uh, he's, yeah, definitely top. So. Sure, sure. What I, would you would you say Where the Wild Things Are is your favorite Spike Jones film? Um, I would say Being John Malkovich is one of my top favorite movies of all time. Um, Where the Wild Things Are is definitely clearly named my whole band after it, so it's <laughs> way up there. But I just think his vision is just extraordinary. And like he finds this way to, like, I don't know, uh, show loneliness and adventure and imagination and all of these things in one. And then you never not feel like an extraordinary amount of like empathy, but also hope and it's just, it's beautiful, all this stuff. And Pink John Malkovich is just fucking brilliant. Of course. I, this is always hard for me because I, uh, I'm, I've been obsessed with like directors, like, I mean, okay, so Terrence Malick, Quentin Tarantino, um, uh, Michelle Gondry, like I've been obsessed with these like directors for a long time, but I would say that the person's work that I'm mostly looking at now, like as like 2020, was the 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 man who directed uh, Weathering with You, and his name is uh, Makoto Shinkai, and he also did Your Name back in uh, a few years back. Um, he also did Five Centimeters, and then uh, he's just, like the list goes on and on. But he's one of those directors that before I knew that that was the person that did it, I had loved these like short films that he had made. And sure. for me, I, there's no comparison with you know, in the world of animation, like Miyazaki versus whoever, but um, he was like my introduction to loving uh, animated films again, like this time of my life. Well, and the way he works in music. Is yes, and the way that he works in music was just really inspiring because as a musician, that's something I would like to be able to do for a, a writer director is like helping them like grasp their vision of their project and like be able to tell a story not only through just dialogue but through like lyrics and music as well yeah the collaboration between him and Rad Rad Wimps is... Jinx. <laughs> yeah. no that's great that's great i'm i, I i'm looking did at you know that this podcast was not gonna was gonna turn into a weave fest <laughs> I did not, but that's all right. I, I, whatever journey my podcast goes on, I'm, I'm always down for, uh, and as for the most part, uh, I'm always a no edit podcast. So, uh, but looking, at, looking at the work, uh, I've, I've never seen uh, anything from Makoto uh, Shina, Shinakai. Uh, what movie would of his would you recommend me watching or the listeners for a first viewing? Weathering with you, I. Uh, it's it's his most recent, but I just it was both just stunning and moving. Like every single and it and it wasn't following any specific. Uh, so we we write scripts and stuff, and I've you know listened to a ton of audiobooks and just like um like how to do a, a treatment, how to beat it out so that it's like you know a a, a structure. sellable structure. 
he does not follow that structure at all. He tells us the story, the way that the story is supposed to evolve. And I got so much, not only inspiration from that, but like, oh, like hope that it's not all like a box, like, and everything is, is shaped to, to the way that it's supposed, you know, like when you, when you care about a story, Serve the story. exactly. Like yeah, sure. about a story, it shouldn't be a structure that you're, you're thinking about first, unless if the structure is to, uh, advance the story's purpose mm -hmm. and I really think that he focuses so much more on character and story than he does about any anything else and I think that that's also why the music that he incorporates with it is so I don't know man it's so real it's weathering with you it's it's recent your name is like it too but it's not my it's not one of my favorites but weathering with you is definitely one of my favorite animation films awesome that's great um, I will definitely check him out and I will uh, yeah. circle back to uh, Spike Jones really quick yeah. and say I loved finding out that he uh, directed um, <clears throat> uh, Fatboy Slim's Praise You. Yes. Oh, my God. That's awesome. And that is um, funny enough. That is also something uh, that Lance talks about because Lance was with cameraman uh, for that for that music video. No way. Nice. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's crazy the amount of of stuff uh, that if you look at Lance Bang's actual like work and everything he's done, it's just crazy insane. I'm trying to think of what other music videos Spike Johnson's done because he's done, I think he's done stuff. I mean, adaptation in terms of films, like adaptations. Are you looking at his uh, IMDb page right yeah, now? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Like, I'm trying to think of what he's done that I don't know that he's done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure, sure. Yeah, and it's it was interesting doing the the research uh, uh, for for because I, I research you know when I, I have someone like like Lance Bangs, he has such an extensive work. I, I have to pick and choose what I wanted to talk about, and uh, I mentioned the the praise you, and through that I found out it was Spike Jones. Wow, it's incredible. But he's got a he's got a lot of uh, extensive work. Um, I'm. Uh, oh, there's a good one. He did Fatboy Slim's Weapon of Choice. Amazing. Now I'm just you. You just have me looking at the. Uh... I think actually he has a. I think he has. There's a film about the music videos that he's done that I saw once, um, where it's a compilation of a bunch of, of his like shorter work. Sure. Oh no, shit! He did Buddy Holly for Weezer. No way. Oh, awesome. Because I know he did stuff for Bjork also. He did, um, but he did Beastie Boys Sabotage. I see My Chemical Romance on this. That's hilarious. MCR, what did you do for MCR? Oh, the Chemical Brothers. No, my girlfriend's just scrolling too fast. Sound <laughs> Bjork. Bjork 2002, Vol Moon Plus. Wow. Bjork, Bjork in, in, it's in our hands. He did Beck. Guess I'm doing fine. He's done a whole bunch of Wonder Boy for Tenacious D. Either oh. way, he's Spike Jones is amazing. Yeah. Um, and with that, he's actually worked with some very talented people, which comes to actors and actresses. Do either of you happen to have an uh, actor or actress that you like to, to uh, look at the collective work of more than others? Yeah, I mean... Well, I go through phases where I, if I, because I'm definitely actor first more than I think directors and writers, sadly. But um, and I'll go through and watch everything. That's so there. funny. So Completely whether opposite. it's like Catherine Keener, <laughs> who like that I've you know oh, seen Catherine everything Keener. that she's done, 
Good. Um, so like Ellen Page, I went on like a deep dive like years back of Ellen Page's earlier stuff from Canada mm-hmm. and found Hard Candy, which became like, I think it's just one of the best made and best written movies I've ever seen. Have Hard you seen Hard Candy? Like the, the Hard, can- right? Hard Candy with, Ellen, with Ellen Page? Yes. Yeah. That made that movie made me cringe. It's yeah, just, yeah it should. That was the, the right reaction. But the fact <laughs> that it existed in one one, setting. one location, one yeah, setting, and for two hours you're like on, on edge, edge oh. the entire time. This movie was amazing. Yeah. Oh, that was really cool. Yeah. I, I follow a lot of like Rachel Wise. I don't know why. I think she's fantastic. I mean, I do know why because she's amazing. Um, but she's just like a really subtle actress. Uh, but like that just holds so much weight. Whenever she's on screen, she doesn't even have to try it. And like the like you can she doesn't even have to move anything and you can understand and, and just empathize with her character even if she's not playing the the morally correct one um i love julian anderson i love her shit what i know right <laughs> Who she even has julian anderson's handwriting tattooed i on do i do have her handwriting tattooed on me i'm a really big fan and well but like scully was also like my mother figure growing up um i had a pretty dysfunctional family and scully took me in uh <laughs> so yeah i really really dig julian anderson there's this one boy that i really admire his work i just can't think of his name right now but he's one of those what's he been in i love this game oh, gosh. <laughs> right um all right uh <laughs> no, that's a bad description, Taylor. Yeah, yeah, come back. <laughs> no, no, that's all right. Uh, I really like Jillian Anderson in American Gods in the first season. I don't know if she's in the second season, um, but I, I loved her representation of media in in season one. I haven't seen that yet. She's she's dope. She's yeah. just an all around like badass. badass. <laughs> yeah, she's a- Badass. Absolutely. And I was going to say uh, for Catherine Keener, have you seen uh, Please Give? What is that one about? I feel like uh, I've done, I've seen all of her stuff, but I don't know. Oh, man. How to describe this? Her her husband's played by Oliver Platt. Uh, yes. You've yes. seen that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, as soon I was, as you said Oliver Platt, yeah. he's. A, I love him from the big C. He, he's amazing on that show. Uh, yeah, I was I was reminded of that today, funny enough, because uh, a year ago today was uh, the first day of Malton Fest, in which they screened Please Give, uh, in which the uh, director, Nicole uh, Hoffel Center, and Catherine Keener were both there for uh, Q&A afterwards. Dude, oh, shit. That's awesome. And then I feel like yeah, Molly Shannon, we, 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 yeah, we followed her How work because like we, because right we both are on the oh, same lane. Q&A. Yeah, you said the last Q&A. person we saw and talked to after Q&A was Molly Shannon, who I think like her dramatic stuff is as good as her comedy. Sure. Yeah, and uh, we saw her in Wild Nights with Emily, which I think is one of the funniest movies I've seen in years. And uh, have you gotten to see that yet? I know it didn't get out much, um, but we just bought it on Amazon we waited and talked about it for like a year it's ridiculous but it's so good she's so good and uh we saw it we got to have a Q&A with her afterwards but yeah I love it was her hilarious and her like sad and serious stuff she's brilliant I was obsessed with Helena Bomber Carter for a long time I I like deep dove into like when she was doing those uh like the the England plays to film like the the films that they the plays that they filmed <laughs> English is not a thing. 
Okay, yeah, uh, and she played, um, it was Shakespeare's Hamlet, and she was uh, Ophelia, and that was really dope. I also love Maggie Smith. Um, I'm just trying to, like, Maggie Reese Witherspoon, Smith. holy shit, Nicole Kidman. Surprisingly, like, yeah. that's more TV. Oh, really? are, are you talking about Big Little Lies? Fucking it. Uh, She's amazing in everything. Big Little but, Lies, yeah. oh, Little no. Fires Everywhere. Little Fires Everywhere is what I just thought you said. <laughs> the three, the three straight names. Big yeah. Lies. Uh, my wife, my wife just started season two of Big Little Lies. Uh, I walked in on her watching episode two, which ends with Nicole Kidman essentially getting completely naked. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, I'm just like, am I watching Eyes Wide Shut? What the fuck is this? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, they That's a perfect relation to that. Yeah, it's, yeah, but it's, I don't know, it's nice. Yeah, I don't mind it. <laughs> I caught, I caught, I, parts, I got two parts of the show. I caught that part, and then I caught the, the 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 final scene of season one, which is the reveal of of the entirety of the show. Yes. <clears throat> so yeah, that that's what I got on that one. But uh, the, those are all those are all great actresses: Reese Witherspoon, uh, Nicole Kidman. Uh, I could watch Moulin Rouge probably yes, every every day, if, if not at least once a week. Yeah, and it's so crazy because I fell in love with um, Elephant Love Melody before before you saw the movie, right? I had the soundtrack before I had ever seen the movie, and I think it actually took me, uh, I like over a decade after it came out to even see, like, because I yeah, I I feel like I I watched it relatively recently considering when it was released, but I had the soundtrack and I would play the soundtrack in my car and like. Yeah, I love the music, even like, but you can't, 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 like the sillier ones that made no sense if you're not like watching the movie. And I still was like jamming out to it. No, I, I that's another music to movie thing. Like, sure. it's just, yeah. <laughs> no sense is made. <laughs> no sense was made just now. No. This is Taylor's voice. <laughs> no, I, I understood everything that, that you were talking about and saying, yeah, my buddy had. My buddy had it on a, a a mix CD that he had in his car, and he gave it. And I was like, "Oh, it's a cool CD." And he said, "Was your buddy hitting on you? He, he had Elephant Love Medley on a mix CD. He gave you. Are you <laughs> sure about this?" He uh, he was not hitting on me, but he oh, may, okay. he he may have been playing for both sides at no, that time. No. Amazing, that's uh, a really like intimate song. It's a, it's a really it's a really good good song, and I heard it so often. And then like a year later, I watched the movie. And the thing is, is I never even knew it was from Moulin Rouge. It was just a song on a CD, so I just thought it was a melody thing. It never said Moulin Rouge. It never had any mention. I never saw it. I never heard anything about the movie. So a year later, I saw the movie, and it blew my mind. Crazy. The Roxanne in the movie is. I was happy that I because I would listen to that song on the CD, and I would be like. Uh, I like the like. Let me just go listen to the original because it was like you know it's weird if you don't know the the context for that particular song for me at least. And then I saw the movie and I was like, oh, this is a genius, yeah, like, tango version of this song. This is amazing, yeah, yeah. and yeah. devastating. The only song I don't like from that movie is uh, like a virgin. The, I, I oh, I think I blocked that out. They sing like a virgin. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Um... <laughs> Uh, it's the guy that runs the Moulin Rouge, the guy with the big mustache, uh, Wig Ziggler, Wiggler, uh, singing to uh, the the Count, the Duke, whoever he is, basically saying, telling him that Nicole Kidman's a virgin, and that that you know, the, it's the whole thing. He's just trying to you know trick him and persuade him into getting what he wants. And yeah, he sings like a virgin, and and it's horrible. 
but with that, we will continue on. Uh, with movies, you always get a lot of uh, different genres. And with that, do you have a favorite genre? Oh, are you going to edit out that long, awkward silence? <laughs> I mean, I can if need be, but... Um, <laughs> I, I, mean, I sometimes I like it. comedy, right? I'm trying to think, yeah, I think, more I'm think... trying to think of what my stuff falls into that I love. I like psycho thrillers, I think. Anything that's like, like, I think Hard Candy is actually very much like a psycho thriller. Like, it's not a sure. horror thriller. I'm not a big fan of those things. Tell you what. Um, what genres? I don't know. What's, like, a, what's like eternal sunshine? A, on the spotless yeah, that's what, what I'm genre saying. is that? Because I think oh. that like that's a dramedy, right? Because it's like I, it kind of leaves you laughing, it kind of leaves you crying. They're philosophical. There it is, dramas, right? So you've got like Magnolia and like Eternal Sunshine, and even being John Malkovich. Like, yeah, very thoughtful, a very psychological or philosophical mm. films. I wonder what they actually are, though. No idea. That one. That's the final answer, sir. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, and all I all I can say is every time you said psycho thriller, I simply wanted to say Kesk say. Yeah. Kesk say. What? Oh, you don't know the song? What's Kesk say? Psycho thriller. Kesk say. It's psycho. Right? It's psycho killer. Psycho killer. Oh, yeah. But yeah, but yeah. Well, not psycho thriller stuck in my head. Yeah. What was. Okay, okay. What was, Social what? commentary films, the ones that just have like a big like 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 like, Paris, like Parasite or Joker. Yeah, par well, I don't know about Joker per se, um, but I guess like just like Parasite and like Us, I think those are neat. Um, or Get Out. Yeah, yeah, Get Out. Get Out was per yes, that's actually what I think I was referring to. Oh, I'm talk a, about I'm a family genre person, like '90s fam, whatever those are. Like, uh, like Field of Dreams, I've watched seven thousand times. You're so precious. I isn't she just think so I precious? Broke my VCR <laughs> that movie. I um, liked Field of Dreams. Can Parasite. I, I've been. No. Oh, so not that <laughs> I. I like. You have to understand. I'm such a film like movie fanatic of the movies that I love. I'm not well versed in everything, but like the stuff that I love, I'm all out on. So I've been to like Dyersville, and I've played oh. when I got Finnegan, my newfie. Um, I got him, his mom wasn't nursing, so I got him at five weeks old and bottle fed him from this farm in Iowa, and I took him straight to Dyersville, and we, like, ran around the Field of Dreams, and I met the owners, and, like, oh, I love that place so much. That's, like, my earliest memory with Finnegan. He's snoring right now as soon as she said her name, so uh, and, uh, some snores. And now he's, like, 160 pounds, but he was, like, the size of a rabbit, and we just ran around the corn. And uh, I love that place because it tried to wave somebody down, and... To like ask them for directions and they just waved back because they were so friendly and <laughs> thought I was just just waving to strangers. Uh, <laughs> and I've been to uh, the Whistle Stop Cafe, both I, ju I jumped over a train outside of Birmingham to get to the real Whistle Stop Cafe. We got stuck behind a train that was sitting there for it felt like a long time. It was probably maybe 15 minutes, and I just gave up. And so I, I climbed over it. Even after off. watching, uh, yes, fried green tomatoes. Well, you you, to. you jumped on a train track after I jumped watching over a train. Fried yes. green tomatoes. That was like, and then oh. I went to so I went to the original one that they that Fanny Flag wrote off of, and then I went to the actual set, which is still up and running in the restaurant, and it's the coolest little town. Um, it's beautiful, and so I love that place too. Um, but in Georgia, and so yeah, whenever I can, I go to go to film sets. 
like and go to like go to like little places the actual where locations they, the actual locations done yeah oh i think God. i just get them tattooed to my body if i really like it that much my dream is to go to the location <laughs> wherever i know it doesn't exist but where big fish was uh oh was the like cul-de-sac okay. gun? the town the, where... the town cul-de-sac or the town uh the like where they which yeah. one? Which yeah. one? Yeah, the cul-de-sac one, I right? know what I'm saying, yeah. Amazing. The town with the lights and yes. the, where they all dance and stuff. Yeah. Well, you can look up. There's a, a website. I, I don't know it off the top of my head, but there's a website online that you can look up movies, and it'll tell you... Uh, the cities that they filmed in and where it is. Uh, when I went to San Francisco two years ago, uh, I specifically went out of my way to look at where they filmed shots for So I Married an Axe Murderer. Nice. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> Do you not know that one? Too? And my cat. <laughs> Just straight over your head. It's a classic <laughs> Mike Myers film. Yeah. Oh my God. I haven't thought of that since I was like nine years old. The best yeah. part was the best part was Tiffany and I walking around looking for Fog City Cafe and uh, and uh, I look to my left and I'm like oh fuck it's just it's right it's right there oh nice yeah yeah and uh, and the only other thing really uh, is of course we stopped by the uh, the three ladies for Full House and, <laughs> and the Mrs Do and the Mrs Doubtfire House oh cute awesome yeah I want to go to also the League of Their Own. Like some of those places. You want to fill the they, dreams? You have to go to Leo your own house. It's a di it's different though, you know. It is. Yeah, it is. Because the fill the dreams is, the is like, the, yeah everything. Like why must you build this? Yeah, build it. He will come. He will come. That's one of the most classic right. uh, misheard lines. Well, it's right it's up there with Star Wars. Yeah. Or Casablanca. Here's still looking at you. No, Wait, what's the real he, line? He never says, play it again, Sam. He said, you play it for her and you'll play it for me. Wow. Play it, against Sam, play it Again, Sam is the name of the Woody Allen film. Oh, no way. Yeah, he never, said, he never says, play it again, Sam. What's the misheard Star Wars line? Uh, it's uh, Luke, I am your father. He never, it's, he never says, Obi-Wan never told you about your father. And then he, and then, and he says, I forget what it is. But it's the whole Luke, I am your father. That doesn't exist. That doesn't. It, I think it, I've seen that though. It's a misheard. It's a misheard. Here, hold on, because I. Right before, like he drops. Uh, uh, hold on. Here, hold, hold really? on. Really? Yeah, really. Misheard. He doesn't Star say Luke, Wars. I am your father. Misheard oh. Star Wars. That's uh, hilarious. Uh, let's see. Here, hold on. Very awkward. Luke. No, that's all right. For everyone. <laughs> No, now it now it's not coming up. When, oh, here is Luke. I am your father. Uh, Luke, I am your father. Do the Darth Vader reveal quote probably the most famous? Uh, Obi Wan never told you uh, what happened to your father. Is uh, it says what it is here? Wow! Uh, wow! Uh, let's see here. Hold on, because it's here. It is. It's it's Obi Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No, I am your father. Oh, nice. But he does say, I am your father. Okay, okay, okay. But uh, everyone, that's fine, that's fine. Everyone always says, Luke, I am your father. I am your father. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you know, just, just cut to the chase. No, I fucking, you can't mess with Star Wars. It's the best. Okay, so you mentioned Star Wars. Are you are you a big are you a big Star Wars fan? I have no memory of watching this movie. Um, I used my, to be. I definitely used to be as a as a child growing up. I definitely don't know like the Rogue Ones. I don't know like the the recent Star Wars stuff. But my dad was like a sci fi maniac, and so he had 
all five original movies always fluctuating on the the TV of um, Star Trek. And then we would always do like the 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 movies premieres of the Star Wars. But um, we had like this not premiere premiere when our town would premiere them at the the De Anza drive through. <laughs> um, which would happen like probably a year or two after their actual release. Um, my dad would take us into a double feature. We would sit in the back of his pickup truck and we would just watch Star Wars, um, all of them. <laughs> but like the like sometimes that they would For be the me, I will send you a photo that represents my perfect relationship with Star Wars, which is my brother and my mom being obsessed and knowing <laughs> everything about it. And there's this picture where he got her like this giant. I can't name it because I don't know anything about Star Wars. Millennium and Falcon? What is it? it? I don't freaking know. The main and they were so the excited. <laughs> and I'm just like, I have no idea what <laughs> is happening or why we're celebrating this gift. It, I don't know at all. Yeah, I know I can't, a little bit about it just with my time at like Comic Cons and like, oh, you yeah. know, anime conventions. Like, I, But I'm definitely more um, in the anime world than the comic world now. But I used to be like both hardcore as like a child. Um, but I think I, I, I didn't like choose sides, quote unquote, because I, I believe that you can like everything sure. and have to, like stay in a lane. Um, but I feel like a, like early teens for me, it was like, wow, there's just something about like Full Metal Alchemist that I just like, I want more of that world in my life. And then I just like my sci-fi pick was just like, all right, X-Files will, will stay with me. But <laughs> I'm going to hang out with anime for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, I know nothing. Yeah. I know. I think I know more Star Trek than Star Wars. But I don't know either of them to be able to talk on a podcast about it. So. <laughs> no, that's, that's all right. I can say uh, my dad My dad was a Trekkie. Uh, he loved Star Trek. Uh, and I have tattoos for Star Wars. So I. Oh, I, nice. I, I bet you talked to, to Steven a lot about Star Wars. Uh, we like, talked. That's, that's huge with that boy. Yeah. We we talked about a lot of stuff. Star Wars Star Wars did come up. Um, it was it was it was a fun episode. Uh, I was really I was really happy to get him on. I had had him on uh, when I saw you at LA Comic Con. Nice. I had him on for like for like three or four minutes. I did a little compilation with a bunch of people, uh, but I was happy to get him on for a full. I minute. know at one point, I mean, he might have told that story, but he had like a. They have ex- extraordinary collectibles. My mom and my brother, and I guess my mom <laughs> didn't know. One of like the small figurines was like a real collectible. You mean eight? And she drilled <laughs> holes in each of them to make a menorah for Hanukkah based out of like a Star oh, Wars yeah. menorah. And it's fucking adorable and he still has it and uses it. But he, she definitely ruined one of like, I think it was worth like thousands of dollars before <laughs> just like drilled a, drilled a hole to put a candle in. But that's that's so that's so cute and adorable. Your mom did come up on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> Steven told the story of uh of your mom going to dmv and bribing the woman to change his uh license plate to gustavo rock yes definitely. and then doing it again to now have it say storks yeah yay yeah yeah that's the best yes i always i always have nothing but uh positive and amazing uh things to say about your mother she's she's, she has always been such a, a delightful and wonderful woman uh and she has her own petting zoo so how interesting is that now offering social distancing petting zoo FaceTime with a goat. (laughs) I saw saw an article that that a a farm is actually offering to have a llama or an alpaca, something to come to your meeting. For for a Zoom meeting of six people, it is $65 for 20 minutes. That's a good idea. Yeah. 
if is it is. It? Is it really? Technically, <laughs> she'll probably forget and then walk into oh, the bathroom no. with the Zoom meeting going on. So it's probably not a good idea on her end. But that was really funny. I was uh, just uh, that's just what happens when yeah. when organic conversation is flowing. <laughs> Yeah, it's correct. Okay. I, I, I don't think I'd ever really pay because then, then it's like for an infinite amount of people in the room for 10 minutes, it's $100. And I'm like, what's it like? Like for 20 minutes, what are you going to do with a llama on the, on the Zoom? Like you're going to have your meeting and then be like, llama, your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, like, it's only for that one punchline. One though. person, yeah. That it's is. only that one punchline. It's <laughs> like, yeah. It's it's a bit that gets funny after like ten. Luckily, it's only you know ten, 10 minutes because I think that's as long as it'd be funny for. Um, with that though, we will continue. Uh, we go to uh, a younger time. I mean, if you happen to have this, I was talking to a friend the other day that actually didn't have an answer for this question. Uh, do you remember the first movie to give you nightmares? So I have a memory, and I don't, what's weird is I don't remember Nightmare on Elm Street, but I remember having a nightmare about it when I was a little kid, like, I mean, like, three or four years old, where Freddy Krueger, where, like, he was chasing me, but then when I finally stopped to talk to him, like, he told me he was just, like, lonely and hungry, and, like, I remember just, like, <laughs> trying to explain this to my family, um because i was terrified and then i was just like we don't understand him we don't know where he's coming from uh but yeah that's i think that's the only i'm trying to think if there's ever been a movie that's given me nightmares besides one that i can't even remember the movie of but i must have like walked in on like my mom and my brother watching it yeah you not like nightmare nightmare but i remember after watching parasite with you in theaters we were on edge for like just give a, it like a few weeks <laughs> um, we're still on edge about that. I'm joking. Uh, I, okay, so I don't remember when Jeepers Creepers came out, and I don't even think I ever saw it, but my sister had seen it, and my sister is almost 10 years older than me, and she would tell me, and this is like little, little Taylor and her teddy bear, because I was one of those kids that I had to have a teddy bear to like go to sleep every night, and uh, a lot of the times my mom wouldn't be at the house, so my sister would grab my teddy bear and uh, hide him in the backyard shed, <laughs> it would be like late ass at night, like late at night, and she would be like, "You better hurry up and get him, or Jeepers Creepers is gonna come and like kill all of you, and and uh, Teddy's gonna die." And then I would have to like, like, get up the courage, go outside, go to rescue my teddy bear, and then uh, one night I tried to come back inside, and she had locked the doors, and so I just remember sleeping in the shed, being oh like, "I'm gonna like Jeepers Creepers gonna." fucking kill me and my teddy bear like holy and i never i don't even remember seeing it i don't even stop it Tucson's beautiful i i know trash on my hometown i love you so much though you're straight though man that's not safe okay you're right my six-year-old my street in tucson maybe but tucson is of course i love love that stuff thank you (laughs) yeah that's crazy yeah no, we were all going through something. She was probably uh, telling me something that I'm not sure. Like run. Or like, you know, get brave. Get ready for the real life. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's going to happen. Jeepers Creepers might be right around the corner waiting for that teddy bear. Little did you know, Jeepers Creepers was just corporate America. Right. Was it really? I, I don't even remember the movie. <laughs> no, no, no. Jeepers oh, Creepers okay. is a creature that, that wakes up once every 23 years. And then feeds, and then once it's done, it feeds for 24 hours. And then once it's done feeding, it goes into a cocoon for another 23 years. What? 
that's the, the whole time that was the whole plot behind this super villain in my head yeah 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 and it did the, the movie just takes place on the one day that it's a that it's awake that's hilarious what oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not like super powerful like friday the 13th or like like jason or like the texas chainsaw massacre it's just like the thirst for blood is like i mean it flies it, it flies it has big big like it's almost like a predator where it has a lower jaw that extends that has so it's like a reptilian in D D if you're playing with oh the Lord. wink <laughs> it's like buckles my my D D companion buckles <laughs> you could you could say that let's see here. i don't know exactly what you're talking about here we go jeepers creepers so you've never even seen the movie no, but I remember that name giving me nightmares. Yeah. And I think my imagination took away, uh, like, just took off with it after that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, in reality, like... Oh. Oh. In reality, he's not scary at all. It's, it's a man, and it's it's a dude, but it's a creature, and it has it has wings, and... What about, like, the oh. hearing doesn't... Or, like, the, like... Like, where'd you get the people? Like, the eyes and stuff, isn't it, like... So the whole the whole point of that so the whole gimmick on that one is it comes is it comes to it. Little did you know, Natalie, I'm actually here just to know what Jeepers Creepers is all about. Like this is the only reason why I came. I mean, does it have anything to do with the song, the Jeepers Creepers? Where'd you get them people? Yeah, I always thought it was about eyes. It does. It does relate. It does relate to that. It, it's like in the movie whenever the song plays, they're like, "There's this this like." psychic woman that knows about it and she's like if you hear that song run away the creepers coming the creepers coming and then it plays right at the end justin long is in that movie it's it's like the second or third movie he ever did and uh and the it's essentially what ends up happening is whatever the creeper eats from you it regenerates on its body so if it eats someone's tongue like its tongue becomes oh, a new tongue. so it wants to like okay that makes sense huh yeah. And then spoiler alert, the movie ends with with Justin Long with eyes missing. And oh. and then the creeper comes behind him with with Justin Long's eyes while that song is playing. How cute. Okay. It all makes sense now. Your childhood is torn. <laughs> but no, it, stop, it wasn't. But, you, <laughs> it wasn't. But, but for one night you slept in a shed. Yay. <laughs> yeah, 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 she says. Yeah, it would be, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I never had. I mean, I slept with the lights on till I was like nine or ten because I had a cousin visit from out of town and hide in my closet every night and oh. make, and make monstrous noises, which would scare the shit out of me. And it was literally like my door, the door to the room that he was visiting in, and the closet was right, right in between. So he'd duck out of the closet and duck into his room before my parents would come. And then he'd come out of the room like, what's going on? Oh, no. And because of that, I legitimately slept with the lights on till at least double digits. At least, uh, at least double digits. Now, you might have already talked about this on your podcast, but what, what was your... You guys had the video store, right? Like, uh, you grew up with all of this stuff. So my mom worked at two different video stores. At no point what? did she yeah. I know that she actually own it. I mean, that would have been fucking amazing. But no, yeah, she worked I for Time. Remember her though, yeah. Time video. Time for video in in La Costa, and we she worked at one in Cardiff called Video Escape. Uh, yeah, yeah, she got the job when I was about eight or nine years old. I uh, had the job till I was about 15, 16 years old. Wow. 
and and so yeah, it's like bring over different movies, like new ones or like unheard of ones. Uh, so it was a lot of fun with me being a kid because they got a lot of the video stores would get what are called screeners, and those are the movies that would come out three months before they would actually come out on on VHS. And the owners would get it as a chance to watch the movie to figure out how many copies they were going to buy because for an oh, independent neat. for an independent video store, they would legitimately have to buy copies. They'd buy six copies of a movie, but back in you know the nineties, a, a copy called one copy cost like seventy dollars. So they to buy six copies was an investment. Um, so it was renting it out. So if they knew the movie was going to be good, they'd get a larger amount. If they knew the movie was going to be shit, they'd only get, you know, one or two. Um, and so we got a lot, watch a lot of movies, uh, beforehand, before they came out. Um, they had these great little conventions, uh, where you, they'd have B rated actors and you, you'd go around and get free swag from movies. Like I have a denim jacket for Pulp Fiction. Nice. <laughs> what a great movie to have a jacket from. Jeez. That's amazing. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun, and it always got me out of school because it was always in the middle of the afternoon on like a Wednesday or Thursday, and my mom would always my mom would always take me. That's amazing. Yeah, I miss I miss small mom and pop independent video stores. I miss video stores in general. Yeah, definitely. I Is worked there at like more where you live still. There's Casa Video in Tucson still. Really? Well, I think everything is literally closed now. But yeah, when I before I moved out here, it was still open. It was like a U of A like hang. We don't have even had a they even had like a little coffee shop like in the same building. Oh. And it's like a Casa Video store, and then you could go rent books even and videos and yeah, it was really cool. You could even rent like the old uh, not TV guides, but the old like like magazines that like. To like just sit down and read with it was really huh. cool. It was a cool little hang. Uh, I don't That's know if they're crying in the corner. By the way, oh, oh. just today he's woken up from a nap and he's just whining. So Getting some stretches. No, that's all right. My pup is uh, is <laughs> sleeping uh, right over to my right, so uh, so I feel you on that. Uh, as far as San Diego goes, the there was a video store down off Adams. I don't I don't know if it's still there. Uh, and there is a, sm a small little mom and pop video store up in the area that I live, uh, but it's very small and does not have anything new to choose from. And the movie he recommended to me uh, was horrible. So, was horrible. <laughs> so <laughs> Yelp reviewed, never going again. <laughs> what did he recommend to you? <laughs> uh, oh, what was it? It was uh, Elijah Wood. Um, oh, if, if your dog wants to cry, I don't mind. Is is you know, it's criticism on films. <laughs> Let's see here. Give me a second. I'll find out the, the movie for you. Uh, it's Elijah Wood and oh, it's a crazy woman. It's a, uh, Elizabeth Banks plays his wife. Yes. There's. Wait, uh, this was bad. Oh, I. I, 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 I I did not enjoy it. What was it? Hold on here. We're almost there, I think. Uh, there's, there's like a squirrel or a, a rabbit in his backyard, and his next door neighbor is played by. Uh, oh, I just forgot her name. Where's the fucking movie? Hold on. This, this is, this is absolute great for the show. 
How's your dog? You doing okay? Is he doing okay? Yeah, he's having some allergy issues with the weather changing, so oh, he's all... crying a bit. Let's see yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> That's while I'm petting him. Like, one. All right, here we go. I'm going to try her real fast. And if I can't figure it out from her, then we're going to just skip right past it. With that, we will go, uh, while I'm looking that up, we will go to the next question. Uh, a movie that you can watch once and you never have to watch it again. I mean, I thought of some, there's some movies that I feel like, I don't know if it's the same question, but that I feel like you need to watch, but that doesn't mean that I could watch it repeatedly. Um, like like movies like Boys Don't Cry, movies that are just so heart-wrenching that you're like, this is very important. <laughs> I'm glad I saw it. Um, or I recommend it to people to see, but it's not something that I would want to sit and watch over and over again with people. I feel like that was one of my favorite things to do is like I would show people movies growing up and just as like an excuse to watch it again <laughs> without being by myself. So I'd be like, oh my god, you haven't seen Romeo Michelle's High School Union? Like, let's watch it 50 times. And like, uh, but like, there's stuff like Boys Don't Cry where, like, yeah, I couldn't. I, I, I own it. I love it. It was amazing. Um, I rewatched American History X the other day for the first time in a long while. Like, those oh. are movies that, you know, they hold very high regard for me, but in, in high regard for me, but they're not uh, movies I can sit and show people often. Sure. Sure. That's I'm going to say right now, American History X is, is was like my first real answer to this question. Yeah, right. Because it's one of those ones I want to tell people to see it. But if they're like, oh, well, let's sit down and watch it. I'd be like, no, I'm good. <laughs> I don't think I should do that again. You, you watch it and then let me know. Exactly. Yeah. Taylor, what about you? A movie that I've seen once and I won't watch again. Yeah. Is it like because it was bad or because it was way too good or because it was disturbing or cringeworthy? Let's see. Let me think about this. It's like I can't. It's like I can't. About a lot of like documentaries, like docuseries, documentaries that like I'll I'll watch one and be like, oh, this was amazing. Like even Bowling for Columbine and stuff. Like I don't think I need to go back and watch that again. Yeah. And you said Boys Don't Cry? Oh, yeah. I feel like that's, yeah, I, I think that might be my, my pick, Boys Don't Cry, because I've, I've now seen it twice, <laughs> I've now seen it twice, but that's because, like, I've, like, actually avoided it, um, because if it was, if it was more bearable to watch, I, it's one of those movies that I would like to watch more, but because it's so heavy and so complete, like, whoo, and disturbing, but it's, I'm <laughs> fine, I'm not gonna join you, <laughs> But those are those are our, our good ones and uh, definitely movies that are, are very relatable for a one time watching and, and never having to uh, to revisit with. Yeah. Um, with that, we, we do come to our, our final questions of the show uh, before this whole crazy quarantine. Uh, did you go to the movies a lot or are you more uh, watch a sit at home and watch a movie? So we, we were definitely more at home watchers. Uh, very rarely would we go see things in theaters. Yeah, I mean, I feel like stuff that you couldn't, that was like special, like we're near the arc light and stuff. So getting to like see. Do the Q&As we would do. Yeah. Uh, we ended up in, what the hell was the movie we saw? The gay one that was so awkward. No, it was, it was a really beautiful, it was a really beautiful film. Ha! It was, 
It was it was portrait of a lady. On fire. Portrait of a lady on fire, and, and it was I think beautiful. Taylor and I were laughing so hard. Stop it! We no, like it was tears. a beautifully made. I couldn't stand film. it. Film. I I will go on the record. Beautiful French cinema. I don't even <laughs> pretend I like something. No, it was awful for me. Uh, I mean, I get it. No, no, I Acad- just, like intellectually, I get why it's a good movie. Yes, that's but, and that's why because no, afterwards we started talking about it and like all. because there are some really, really stri- like st- strong, strong scenes in that movie. But I feel like as a whole, it wasn't exactly what our expectation was. But this is two people that walked out of Rocket Man, so like, <laughs> I mean, great yeah, but this was, it was like really. I don't know. It felt weird, and I was, and I'm, I'm oh, gay. It, it was a really strange film to watch, and we see foreign films all the time. Like we, I, but I'm I think we go fan, to, but... we go, yeah, some, the movie theater when it's like something special. Like Wild Night with yeah. Emily was on, like it was only available in the theater, and then, and then, uh, uh, Weathering with You was beautiful to see in the theater and like hear the surround sound with the music. The and rain. Stuff. Yeah, well, oh, was amazing. I mean, yeah, you can't beat the music of going to the theater. And like the sound design, it really is an immersive experience whenever you go physically into like theaters. The first... But I don't, I've, I've always had issues with movie theaters. Oh, so I have like a mini panic attack right before the right. lights turn off, like, and everyone's seated. I've had like, just, I've always had like really massive anxiety. I like... know, <laughs> right? This is the perfect thing to be hearing while I'm talking about this. <laughs> what? Come here. <laughs> Just come here. Here. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. What is going on with you? Come here, Ben. Sorry. That's He's awesome. such a good boy, though. It, yeah, has allergies. So I have allergies. Come say hi, at least. That's here. Everybody. Oh, so adorable. Wow. There he is. Why are you crying again? This is... This is uh... <gasps> Look at his pup. Oh my gosh, so cute. Uh, and she's uh, she's half Pyrenees, uh, half yeah. Australian Shepherd, Golden Lab. Oh, he is a Lancier Newfie. Look at him. Something, something. He's a something. Just a crier. He's a crybaby with a mohawk right now. Natalie's out of control sometimes and she'll. I was bored and I She'll give it. him mohawks. Look at that. That's adorable, though. Yeah, well, because he walks out of lockdown shaving so their like, head. And, yeah. Like, the heat, the heat is killer. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's really insane right now. Um, but yeah, what was um, what was the Bradley Cooper Lady Gaga movie? <laughs> a star, a star I never saw that in theater though. See, I saw it in the theater. I never saw that. In I theater. liked the first forty-five minutes because of the music, and then it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Stop ever. it! What? The music is great. You're right. I sang it at karaoke for Christ's sake. It's good music, but yeah. like, wow, she. That not the acting. The acting's fine. The characters, the writing. Holy lord! So, what was the last movie that you saw in the theater? I think it was the Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Um, or no, it was Weathering with You. The, my second time, her her first time, and it was the original oh, Japanese sub and dub. Um, or no, oh, English sub. Yeah, he's really itchy. No, that's all right. He's no, a but big... I've, I've never really been a, a movie theater person. Sure, absolutely. And <laughs> that's, and, and so, you know, some people are, some people aren't. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. And, and with that, we do come to our last question. <laughs> and that would be a listener recommendation, a movie that you'd love uh, to recommend for the listeners to check oh, out. Awesome. Oh, my God, everything. 
and do it on purpose. Because <laughs> Which which one? Because there's three of them, right? Our friend was in a dog's journey. Uh, she was she was the, the the girl in it, and she did amazing. And so we're we're texting her while we're watching it, being like, "Oh my god, this is this was our face when you were kicking ass in that scene." And it would be like, "Yes." And then we would text her every single time a dog died, just being like, "What the hell?" Like really yeah. upset emoji. Like that come is on. some serious emotional manipulation. Oh god. Know. Yeah, the book yeah. the book is just as tear jerking. I'm trying to think of like a recommendation. Just recommend one movie. Yeah, I don't know. How oh, you can recommend. Show. You can <laughs> recommend more than one movie. That's absolutely fine. Uh, but Best in Show is absolutely amazing. Best yeah, I think Way Best in Show. Happen. Yeah, why not? That, that'll be my. If you haven't seen that movie, why? <laughs> like, it's yeah, it's so good and it's so funny and I love that that category genre of film is mockumentaries if and you're like into comedy. music documentaries shut up and sing is one of the best films ever it follows it, the dixie chicks it, yeah and natalie mains and and like everything that happened after she called out george bush uh and it's absolutely beautiful and how it's put together is really that's a great movie um yeah all the classic stuff that i have talked about this entire time fried green tomatoes the best love story of all time um you're so gay i love it <laughs> asshole fried green tomatoes <laughs> check yeah that's a, you know you know someone's gay if they love fried green tomatoes. for the for the characters oh they're the best they are the best i love Iggy and, and ruth betty and june is a great movie is it though? taylor doesn't love that one i don't love I think it. that's a classic early 90s movie with, with johnny depp um, i just mary up, like, mary, mary stewart masterson yeah, exactly. Aiden, Aiden Quinn. Yeah. Um, I have to go back. I haven't seen Magnolia is one of my favorite movies, and I haven't seen that in a little while. I okay. need to go back and watch that. Just the actors alone. Like um, new movies, though, like not a portrait of a lady on fire. Um, oh, just I mean, just really any movie. It could be. I've had someone recommend a movie from like nineteen, you know, forty two. Oh, that's if awesome. you haven't seen Network. Oh, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> Not <laughs> no. best movie, so appropriate for today, even though it was in the seventies. Sure, absolutely. Right. brilliant movie. Wait—that's the one that we should rewatch. As we're giving you guys uh, recommendations, we're actually just recommending what we're going to be watching later today. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hmm, you want to watch? Let's actually watch. Uh, how about this one? <laughs> like, <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, hey, I just really wanted to thank you for knowing um, and being able to enlighten me about who and what Jeepers Creepers was. That was, <laughs> that was really cool. I still, I'm still thinking about it. Thank you. You're, you're very welcome. Yeah, uh, yeah my, I'm not scared. <laughs> my wife's terrified by it. It's actually the one movie she refuses to watch. Really? Yeah, she, it's she, my wife. My wife. Uh, she, <laughs> she, she saw it as a, uh, as a, a young child when she was far too young. And it was at least one scene, and it scared her so bad that she, as a 30-year-old, refuses to watch it now. Oh. Is this Jeepers Creepers? Yeah, Jeepers Creepers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. She yeah. owes me a viewing. She owes me a viewing because I had never seen Halloween Town, and she told me that if- I love Halloween Town. What? You're talking about the Disney movie Halloween Town with the grandma and, like, yeah. the- the, the granddaughter that's like a witch. And, and the skeleton, then, and the skeleton the, that drives a cab. Yeah. 
and the mom in between isn't like really wanting her to be a witch and like there's all of that drama plus like you know boyfriends and teenage high school stuff Sure. Like, how did I miss this? I oh, love Halloween Town. You don't I know how a lot of Disney, Halloween? Disney no, original movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you know they the so do you know about what they do in the town that they filmed it in? Oh, you can have a road trip with Natalie every October. The town that they filmed it in. They in, make it Halloween Town. They make it Halloween Town. You know that sounds just about right. Yeah, we've, we've been trying to plan it every year for the last like three years and every year something comes up to where we can't do the trip. <laughs> oh, uh, it's this called, year. It's, it's called life. Yeah, this year, if we're if we're out of, <laughs> if we're out of quarantine, because um, uh, I think quarantine is going to go a lot longer uh, than people think, uh, because because I think we didn't learn anything from the Spanish flu and history has proven that people don't learn from history or doomed to repeat it. Yeah. So, but, but besides that, uh, the, those were some great film recommendations. I'm glad I was able to help you with, uh, with Jeepers sure. Creepers. And the whole point of that with Halloween Town is she told me if I watched Halloween Town, she she'd watch Jeepers, Jeepers Creepers. That, uh, they're not the same. They're not. They're not. <laughs> I don't I just, think they're anything the same. <laughs> I just had no interest in watching Halloween Town. And that was her. That was her pull for me. And did I, you think? Did you? Why would you reckon, Why would you suggest? Like, here's a, a good trade. I'll watch Halloween Town. Town in their marriage. Not. Not. <laughs> not, not, not my. Not prefers. my pull. It was her. It was her. Did pull. you she, think that she, it was a Halloween movie, like an actual like horror film, like just on the name of the movie? No, I knew. It was, I knew it was Disney. Wow. Maybe Disney gives them nightmares. You don't know. <laughs> wow. No, it's it's it's. It, I knew I knew it was past the point of 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 like you go through your Disney phase from a certain age to a certain age. You love no, Disney. I don't believe in and, that. I feel and, like Disney will live with you forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And from Disney, <laughs> from Disney, you graduate to Nickelodeon, and then from Nickelodeon, you graduate to Comedy Central, and then. <laughs> And then from Comedy Central, you graduate to whatever the fuck you want. I feel like um, Taylor discovered Disney and Adult Swim and then never turned back from and sci-fi channel. Yeah, I was like, I I was watching like Big O and like Dragon Ball and like weird, weird, amazing, beautiful 80s trajectory. and 90s anime shows. Like, uh, because they were, cart they were drawn like cartoons and I was staying up with no parental... Uh, you know, restrictions, like, hey, you have to go to bed right now. And then, like, I just watched a ton of anime. I forgot to give one of my favorite comedy recommendations. Books. Shoot, give it. Go for it. Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oh. One of the best movies ever made, yeah. ever. Brilliant mockumentary. You'll never forget it. Sure. Uh, great. Drop Dead Gorgeous <laughs> is, is a fun one. Uh, uh, <laughs> with that, we, we come to, to Plugs. Uh, keep in mind that when this airs, it'll be many, many moons from now. Uh, so you, I'm sure that you'll already be touring and, and making a great name for yourself with your album. The world opens up again. Yes. We would well, like to do that. <laughs> if you want to check us out uh, at, mm -hmm. at Hey King Band on Instagram, uh, same title for Twitter and YouTube and Facebook and all that wonderful stuff. We're on iTunes, Spotify. Uh, Pandora, hey everything we're called Hey King from Where the Wild Things Are. Now you know. <laughs> and uh, we have an EP that came out in September uh, or August, sorry, with uh, produced by Ben Harper. And our uh, debut record comes out in February of 2021 uh, with Anti Records. So hopefully you'll check us out. And uh, we are huge film fans. Huge film fans. 
And uh, hope our music is in film Sunday soon. Excellent. And uh, with that, uh, we come to what is the last, uh, I, you could call it question, putting you on the spot. Uh, here at the last podcast you want, we try and keep a PMA, a positive mental attitude. Is there a message of positivity or a personal mantra that you'd like to pass along to the listeners as we come to an end? Oh my God, I actually have one that will connect my obsession with Gillian Anderson. Um, Scully, at the end of the, the original uh, Fullmetal Alchemist series, what am I saying? X-Files. Oh, I just, okay, my bad. Which vape did you use? Uh, no, <laughs> apparently not a normal one. Pass. <laughs> you have it tattooed on your leg. I know, but I said Fullmetal instead of X-Files, and now I'm all like, scattered. Because they're both pedestal as fuck. Yeah. No, that's all right. So Scully at the end of Full Metal Alchemist says, <laughs> "You're hilarious." So X Files. <laughs> she tells Mulder, uh, "Don't give up," and I think that that is for everything. Like, yeah, this that's that's what I that's what I got. Um, did we lose you? No, I'm here. Close back. Oh, she had a pop up on her. Uh, it's phone. Um, it's porn ads. It's just. It's just. Porn. Um, Normal computer stuff. No, like, I, I really feel like, and that's like the main thing that like film and television did for me was it. It really, it was. It was there for me being like. Luckily, it was there for my younger self. Uh, just encourage. Like I don't know. I don't know how to say these things. I'm so yeah. out of words right now. Help me. Never give up. Perfect. There you go. Nike. <laughs> like. <laughs> um. Oh man, Nike ads. <laughs> so because this is about movies, and we started talking about the Truman Show first, I would say that there's a scene where uh, the man who creates the Truman Show um, is so uh, sitting, getting the interview done, and they say to him, uh, "Why do you think Truman hasn't uh, tried like to to leave until now? Like, why hasn't he questioned?" And um, he says, Kristoff says. Because uh, we accept the reality with which we're presented, um, and I think that it just takes you starting to look around and realize that this is all whatever we want it to be, um, and that you can kind of create your own world and create your own dream in your life, and like don't accept reality the way that it's presented to you because it's bullshit and it's a lot of it's uh, to keep things in a in a certain order and to stay in that order. Yeah. Perfect. So fucking sail the seas and break into the wall and walk the stairs and say goodbye. That's awesome. Uh, with that, Natalie Taylor, thank you for oh. coming on the show. Natalie, that was beautiful. Thank you so much thank for you having so us. Thank you so much for having us. It's so good to see your face too. Wow. You as well, and they're I not hope they're going to be able to see his face. Well, they're missing out. Yes. Steve's awesome. So. Uh huh. It's so good to see you, man. You as well. And with ladies and gentlemen, with that, that has been another episode of the last podcast you want. And until next week, tip the veal, try the staff. I'll see you then. Ever wonder how your buddy got those exclusive wrestling superstar action figures? Finn Balor or even that Ric Flair autograph 8x10 photo that you can't find in stores? Chances are they came from pro wrestling loot. Professional Wrestling's most unique and fan-friendly monthly subscription box. Pro Wrestling Loot customizes a 5-7 item mystery box for wrestling fans that includes exclusive t-shirts, action figures, collectibles, trading cards, pins, autographs, and more that you can't find anywhere else. Today, for all of our last podcast you'd want listeners, we have a deal for you. 
Just head over to ProWrestlingLoot.com and enter the promo code LASTPODCAST to check out to save 20% off your first box with Pro Wrestling Loot. With over 20,000 followers online and presence at some of the biggest conventions in the United States, including WrestleCon and StarCast, Pro Wrestling Loot just isn't a business. With ties to indie, mainstream, lucha libre, American, and European pro wrestling, Pro Wrestling Loot is always sending out the most unique items with you in mind over the last five years. Sign up today at ProWrestlingLoot.com for just $24.99 and start receiving your monthly Pro Wrestling Loot box. Plus, for a limited time, enter code LASTPODCAST and receive 20% off your first box. Pro Wrestling Loot, for the fan in all of us. Thanks for coming to see our show. Sad to tell you we got to go. Grab your hat and head for the door.